Thanks again for joining us. This is Dynalytics episode number five. I'm here with my host, OSG, and we have a very special guest for you tonight. OSG, would you like to introduce our guest? What up, y'all? Holding up the H's right now. But, man, we have a special guest. We, we've we asked Fabian Wrinkle to come on. I hope I said that last name correctly. Yeah. And good. He, he was very gracious and and very receiving and has decided to come on with us and man we are we're super excited to not not only hear about San Jose earthquakes but hear about you and uh, I, I'm interested in hearing about you and what you've got going on man because it seems like you've got a lot going on that I'd be I'd be wish I wish I was you kind of I'm jealous so again yeah, no, tell us don't about be, you. don't be don't be yeah. No, oh hey guys, how's it going? You know, you said hold your H's up, and I was like, Mike Jones, you know, I was ready for it, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Who's more representative of Houston, Travis Scott or Mike Jones? I love it, fire right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> I hey, say well, Mike Jones do. because that's my era, yeah, okay. Up. Okay. The new kids on the block say Travis Scott. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm. But that's Same just here, my man. opinion. What do you hey, think, we, Mike? Mike Jones here as well, too. Travis Scott's obviously the now, but I mean, yeah. uh, when you look, go back and listen to this episode, you're going to hear Mike Jones start us out and oh, and, yeah? and take us out too. So <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah. So what's up, guys? My name is Fabian Rankle. I'm from the Bay Area. I don't know if you guys know a lot of the Bay Area, but I'm from a small little city uh, city called uh, called Redwood City. So um, I'm about 20 minutes above San Jose, and um, I I kind of, you know, I saw a podcast, and I saw, this was kind of my start, I saw a friend of mine making a podcast, and I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to talk, but he made it, and I don't want him to be, to be by himself, so I kind of hopped on with it, um, and it kind of went from there, um, and from that, I kind of became this kind of manager, producer, uh, writer, like, I've never written in my life, and now I'm a writer, you know, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just an all-around sports journalist, basically, for the San Jose Earthquakes and MLS. Um, the one thing I'm really passionate about is my my one like web series show that I do called Mate y Soccer. And that's yes. something where I get MLS players on from around the league in Spanish and English and ask about the impact that they've had uh, kind of adjusting to the sport and to the league. Um, and I have a lot of fun episodes on there. Like you guys were talking about Fafa Pico earlier. I have him on. Um, yeah, like Fafa Pico drinks mate, and I was like, What you know, like, what's up with that? You know, so I definitely had to get him on for that. And then I had Matias Vera on as well, and other guys around MLS as well. 
You know, I, I like your Mate soccer. I was, I was watched obviously the Fafa Pico recording and, yeah. and the Vera. I was, I, I had to read. I don't understand Spanish, but right. you know, the, those, those were fun. And I, I was looking for more. I seen you done a few. I was looking for more, hoping you were going to do more in the future because the player yeah. interviews are always something cool. Yeah, I definitely try to take a you know more relaxed approach because um, I, you know it's not that serious. We're just talking about uh, mate, you know, or or soccer. So it's it's really something a little more fun. Like I usually ask questions like, oh, what former teammate would you like on your team, or um, what you know, what uh, what city you loved? Like uh, Fafa's, I believe his location was still in Dallas, so it was like, hey man, like what's up with that? No, but uh, yeah, I know it's it's a lot of fun. We just yeah, like to have fun with it. I, I work with Houston a lot, so definitely gonna have some some more Houston guys on. That'll be awesome. Uh, he replied to my my tweet the other day, but I don't. He still doesn't change his location. Maybe so. Maybe his house is in Dallas, but yeah, we're gonna get him to change that. Right. He's been in Houston way too long. That's it. For real, yeah, and and last week, I mean, he had a good game, so definitely he's beloved in Houston. Well, that that was kind of a home game. Well, there was a home game for him in Miami, so yeah. he 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 showed out. And for a lot of Houston fans that don't know or haven't heard yet, that's why he took the penalty kick because I believe it was his father was in the in the stands, and it's it's been a four years I think since he's seen him play, so they gave him the penalty kick, and that's why Fafa took the penalty kick over Seabass. Yeah, that, and that, that's, that's a nice showing. Definitely a great, great team for that, you know? Yeah, so everybody loves Fafa, and we're having fun with him. But So, man, it looks like, man, just looking at your profile, you're, you're, you're pretty busy with SB Nation, Area Sports Net. Yeah, man, stay, I truly stay busy because I was in Japan, so I, I just moved back from Japan. I lived there for about two years, and uh, I kind of I overslept on you guys. I apologize, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been, you know, grinding out there so much so that like when I came back here, I was able to, you know, do anything I truly wanted. And, and, and that's for anybody listening to this, man, if you guys want to do something like this, where you write about your team or talk about your team, just do it. Because at the end of the day, it's, you're going to get out of it what you put in. So if you want to be the best, if you want to be the biggest, you will be, you just have to do it. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Well, we we definitely brand new and starting this, but we're you know we're doing it for everybody, and hopefully we we just we're just doing it for fun and getting it out yeah. there for the fans and involving the fans as well too. And, yeah, and and what I what I from what I see, it's a it's a great start. So you guys are doing great too. Good deal, man. Thank you. Of course. So it looks like you're with with Tectonic Takes as well. Is is, yes. is that your is that actually the Portland podcast? No, that's uh the San Jose uh the San Jose Earthquakes podcast. Right, San Jose. No worries, no worries. Look, uh, in San Jose, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Is this a absolutely? Family? Let's go with it. All <laughs> right. So in San Jose, we we have a chant that says we don't give a fuck about Portland. Um, it's like we don't give a fuck about Portland. That's kind of like how I feel right now, you know. But um, oh wow. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so yeah, it's a San Jose Earthquakes uh, kind of podcast. That's where I started, and then everything else kind of just came with it. Um, I couldn't. I, I was getting player interviews that weren't San Jose Earthquakes, so I made something else, and then I started getting connections with other people around. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, like it, I started becoming. I started doing some transfer news during the MLS offseason because I already had the connections with all the players, um, and they were. I was like, hey man, let me break your news. And like, yeah, of course, go ahead. So. That, that's nice. how it happened. Yeah. 
and you're even Telemundo and MLS as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, sometimes MLS features my 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 work, and then as well as Telemundo, they made a whole kind of spread on me when I lived in Japan, and that was fun because uh, like the local Telemundo uh, Bay Area kind of made made a whole thing, and I'm good friends with the guy that that does all this stuff. So yeah, they they did a whole like little episode on me. That was fun. Well, bro, I do not blame you for taking a nap. When do you sleep? <laughs> well, I'm also producing a show for Tesho Akandeli. I, I know he's not Houston, but he's kind of Texas. He's been in Texas. But, uh, yeah, I, I produce his show for him, like his podcast. So, yeah, I, I truly – I find a way to get everything in. <laughs> Ooh, man, that that's – that's what I'm looking for right there. That's my personal goal. You know, you know, I don't know about her mom, but oh, I just get, get there eventually. And, but we're starting and we're, we're trying and we're just hustling. Like, like just definitely like you just, yeah, man, it will happen. It will happen. Just keep at it. Yeah. Keep at it. Absolutely. Especially yeah, when Hector Herrera comes, that's the time. Yes. Let's get it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be waiting for that interview with you. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the the fan base, our fan base, needed that, you know, like For sure. kinda like a like a we're back signing, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, man, uh, Dynamo fans, give this man a listen. Um, Mate and soccer. I I watched the interview with Matias Vera. It was it was so chill. Um, personally, I love Matias. I love I love the way he he plays. Um, but yeah, it was a very chill interview, very nice. And like it's like two two friends at a bar, basically speaking, you know. Yeah, so I appreciate was, that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, it was nice. So definitely give give it a listen. And yeah, man, uh very, very appreciative of, of your time. And I know you do a lot of work, and I know OSG had a question since all the work you do, but he had a question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, actually, Herman, I want to ask you first. Do you know what a zombie quake is? I have no idea what that is, man. <laughs> well, obviously, Fabian. Obviously, Fabian does. So let, let's just yeah. get let's just get into that, please. What's a, what's a zombie quake? What's a zombie quake? That's ex- what's we are right now. We are the zombie quakes right now. You guys are the original quakes, right? So we're, we're the, the zombie quakes. We came back from the dead. Okay. Right? okay. All right, yeah. good. It, it makes sense because y'all y'all have a y'all have a good history still. Right, 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 right. So the so the the big the big question then with with us and the two stars that we proudly hold above our crest is uh, how how does how does San Jose feel about? Oh, we have four. We have four stars. That's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> so so they, they they are your stars. Yeah, or at least one of them, maybe. So three. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, see, that's a, that's always a, a big argument. We hear from our our local neighbors that wear green to the to the west of Houston. And oh, um, the San Francisco of Texas. The, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yes, it is the San Francisco of Texas. Yes, you're right. <laughs> but and you know, funny thing is, I actually live there. Unfortunately, oh, okay. but but. Uh, so, but I'm I'm from Houston, born in Houston. I just I'm just stuck in, we call it Aston right now. But I'll, I'll be <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Austin, you know that franchise kind of pressured the other Texas teams. So 
even if you, you hate them and you don't like them, it kind of it's like um keeping up with the Joneses. So like the new Houston organization came in and they were like, oh, we you know we're gonna be we're we're gonna take it seriously, right? And or the new owners, right? And they and they got Hector Herrera, man. You know how much San Jose Earthquake fans wish they had a guy like Hector Herrera come in. Like we've never even had a like international superstar ever. So it's like. We, we there was a rumor about Paulo Guerrero that came out of Peruvian media, and it was like, "Hey, man, this guy's thirty-eight, but still, man, it'd be sick to have a jersey, you know?" Like, right? We, we need we need one of those guys. We we've just never had one. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because I, I'm a firm believer that competition is good because the consumer ends up winning because right. there's competition, right? Exactly. Um, but I feel like. The, the reason we got Herrera is also because the Dynamo um, have new ownership. Um, at the end of last season, I think he came on, Ted Segal. Um, and, he, you know, he says whatever new owner says, right? We want to win. We're going to invest in the team, whatever, right? And yeah. we've heard that spiel before, you know, and actions speak louder than words right so this offseason we were all kind of like oh wow okay like he was being serious when he said that you know we we signed hector herrera which is obviously the the splash signing but we also broke our transfer fee record on a on a striker from paraguay uh sebas yeah. ferreira so really excited about that and uh we we got in a a new coach um that's young, energetic, you know, and has an attacking philosophy. And also, uh, you remember Pat Onstad. Pat Onstad, uh, the goalkeeper during those back-to-back championship uh, yeah. years, he's the our GM, GM now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely knew about that because um, we were looking for a GM at the moment, too. And we were like, man, dude, Houston hired a GM before we did. And, and everybody was like, that's even a harder gig than this, you know, but – no, we were definitely wrong because if the ownership was willing to spend, then Pat Onsten is actually at a perfect location. Because with us, the owners not paying, like it, not paying at all. Have, are you guys familiar with baseball? I'm watching the Astros right now. Okay, so the Oakland A's, right? They have this big history of being, you know, moneyballers, like spending a little bit. Right. He's yeah. the same owner as the Quakes, so that's that tells you everything right there. Wow, so he's not willing to to fork it out to he, he, he's yeah not at all, and that's and the fan base right now is like really split on is it Matias Almeida's fault or is it you know the ownership not spending fault because at the end of the day the guys that Matias Almeida brought in the last three years aren't obviously aren't his first choice these guys are just guys who they could you know lure in because they played for him before it's not they weren't guys that were like the Alan Polito's or you know, we needed a superstar and then the rest of the guys to kind of, you know, play with a, a guy. But we were hoping Chofis, Chofis Lopez is that. And he's a good player, but it, it doesn't look like he's going to be that superstar type of, you know, player like a Hector Herrera or a Chicharito or something like that. Um, and we're having, we're still having troubles, you know, selling tickets. I mean, we have an $18,000 uh, or sorry, 18,000 uh, people stadium and last week we only got 13,000 for a home game against Austin so it's just it's something that it's it's happening and a lot of people are kind of down about this season because Matias Almeida is still coach and there's some people that are still psyched about it because it's kind of like a Hail Mary 
uh, cup or nothing. So um, I'm in the camp where it's like, this is the first time Matias Almeida has ever had three DPs, but Chofis Lopez is leaving halfway through the season. And the other two DPs, you know, they're barely touching the threshold, you know? So it's not, you don't have a superstar DP, which I feel like in this day and age in MLS, almost every team has it. At least a team that's going to be competitive, right? Right. Everybody needs that, that, that's that star studded player. And yeah. So and then like good players around them. Right. So they can go ahead and, and do that, you know? So, yeah. Well, and well, I know, I know Herman's got a, a question about the, the coach, but it, it looks like San Jose, he, he's, he's still playing with his lineup. It, it, it changes every week. Even the yeah. formation has changed a few times. Yeah, because we, we we had our, our best center back. I mean, he was one of the better center backs of last year when he got you know into the club. He I think he made team of the year on FIFA, and then he made team of the year in MLS as well. But Nathan went down with the ACL kind of rupture or MCL rupture, and, like, we didn't have a backup center back for him. So we saw Jackson Yule back there. We saw Eric Rometty back there, and those guys are usually midfielders. So he really had to toy with it because he just didn't have the cover or we had too many midfielders and we had to find a way to get them all to feel at once. So it's just like we had no cover at the center back position and we really only have one striker, which is Jeremy Bobasi. So it's something where it's like, Hey man, like, you know, the GM should be at fault a little bit because I don't think it's just the coach takes the whole fault of, of our bad start. But yeah, once our, once our center back, Nathan went down, it started getting a little hard at that point to kind of put a lineup out there to get the best out of these guys. Matias Almeida going into a little bit of lineup right now. Matias Almeida, he he's going he's finally going with the lineup that's not trying too hard. The, the before he went with lineups that were like center like a midfielder and this you know as a center back and the goals would just leak in because obviously they're not a center back, right? So it's something where now they're just going with the regular four in the back. And it, they're putting the midfielders in their midfielder spots. So, um, but yeah, the, the, he's he's less aggressive now with his kind of new tactics that he's trying to put on the team and, and seeing what he can make the best out of what he has. So, so with, with your lineup like that, is uh, who who are your 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 start your defenders? Is Calvo going to be one of your starters? Yeah. So we, we, we got hot. We got Calvo kind of just to be backup. Really. We want, we didn't want him to play every week, but now he's kind of our every week starter alongside Tanner Beeson. Um, Tanner Beeson's usually a left footed center back, but they're playing him, making him play the right foot. So it's, it's a hard transition. We talked to Calvo earlier. Oh, I talked to Calvo this earlier this week, and he was saying that it's very hard to kind of make that transition this late in your career. So it's going to take some time and some kind of reps. And so that, that it's Tanner Beeson was a better left-footed center back um, that was on the left side. Most of the time he was pretty locked down, but on the right side, he, he has, he hasn't had his best season so far. And and Calvo looks like he's, he's, he's doing pretty well back there besides a mistake on Saturday yeah, to give up that first goal. So Calvo is, is a type of player where he's really aggressive. So those big mistakes are going to come. And I don't know if, if you watch Matias Almeida games ever, that happens all the time. So it's just like, is this a <laughs> perfect match in heaven? Or is this like, you know, is this like, do we even look into this though? So um, Calvo is, is a person that, you know, can win you the game, but he can also lose you the game. So it's just like, huh, you know, all right, well, live or die by the Calvo ball, I guess. 
Yeah, he looks like he's uh, an attack-minded center back that isn't in his center back position all the time. He's he's trying to score your goals too much. Yeah, yeah, he gets the freedom to kind of go up there whenever he wants. Matias, uh, we actually asked him about that the other this earlier this week, and he gets the freedom. Matias Almeida lets him, you know, do that whenever he wants. So um, yeah, he's he's more of our second uh, striker, you know. So he's our new Wando. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, there's a segue. I actually heard you ask that question in the interview to Calvo too. Yeah. Uh, segue to Wanda Kasi, uh, Wanda Lowski. How's he doing now? Yeah, he's actually a part of the team. He's an assistant to the GM. Um, they kept him around the organization because he's just a stand, you know, stand-up guy. And and having Wanda only have touched, you know, your team as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's he's a legend in in our minds, and should be for the rest of MLS. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's still around the club, and it's nice to have him around. But we wish, you know, the team kind of lacks a leader. To be honest, like you can kind of tell, like sometimes they get really, you know, down and. And about and Wando was there for that type of leadership for many many years and it's hard to replace someone like that on the field just like just the captain of your team so it's definitely difficult this that this last this year without him right and with the role that he's in now is it is it possible that maybe he is is he linked to any kind of coaching possibility yeah we've actually asked uh Wondolowski about coaching but he doesn't like that he doesn't want to coach he, he wants to do something more along the GM side so or okay, the yeah. on the back end, um, I don't think he likes the pressure of the coach um, or at least maybe not just yet. He wants to maybe, you know, relax and not travel with the team, you know, so he wants to live with he, his, he has daughters. So he probably wants to be more of a father figure, more involved. Yeah. So, yeah, coaching is not in the plan for him. he wants to be a pat on stat. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. OK. The genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are more analytical, you know, and some people like to be right there in the in the action, you know. So yeah, it's something I never thought about too. Is like coaches travel with the team, so you really right. can't be a family man that that much. I mean, you gotta always be kind of there. While if you're just a GM, you can you can have a normal life, eight to five, you know. Right, and that as fans, we don't see that behind the scenes, right? Like even if you are in town, you're training with the team or studying right. tape or you know, like putting in that work that that we don't normally see. You know, and going from a player to a coach is definitely a big commitment, right? You kind of have to commit another, you know, 10 years to your life again to start coaching. Right. And then just kind of to put a bow on the Matias Almeida topic, yeah. um, we have one of our followers, El Bupas, on Twitter. He, he wanted me to ask you um, yeah. to him, he says, and I'll just read his tweet word for word. Does Matias Almeida actually want to coach San Jose because <laughs> it looks like he doesn't care and is just waiting to be sacked. So yes and no. <laughs> uh, I, I think he wants to finish his project. I really do. Um, of course he wants it. It hurts him because I think he kind of bit off a piece that it's too big to chew. I think he maybe didn't do enough, you know, kind of groundwork when he first came into MLS and, and saw that we were, weren't in a really big spending kind of club. Um, they got rid of the GM that was working alongside him. And now there's a new GM, which is Chris Leach. He's a former player of ours. And and he's really not giving him any guys that he wants. So uh, it's just, it's a tough situation. I know there's some things about the money. If he quits, he doesn't get paid. If he gets fired, he gets paid. But 
the Quakes organization being so cheap, they don't want to fire him because then they have to fire all of his staff and pay everybody, and they don't really want to do that. So uh, it's kind of like a big game of chicken, to be honest. It's uh, the, the, the he knows he can't get fired, or he knows he won't be fired. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he gets so many job opportunities. Like last week, he got a Chile Chile uh, national team offer. So it's like, all right, we'll fire me and pay out my people. <laughs> like, all right, and then I'll just go somewhere else. So it's it's more like the Quakes. What are they going to do if they fire him? Hire the Quakes to coach? Okay, then where are we then? <laughs> Is that a formal offer or just a rumor? It's a rumor, but usually with Matias Almeida, there's been offers. That's uh, whatever a Matias Almeida thing comes up. That's not like Chivas. They're pretty on on the on the ball with it. Do you think he in? Do you think he would? Is he not interested in the Chile job, or is he? Uh, is well, he remarkable? Since, since I'm Uruguayan and kind of looking at Chile as a whole national team, I really don't think anybody would really want that job right now. Their golden generation is kind of dying out, and they don't really have the young players to kind of come back in. And and South America is hard. What he really needs to do, because he was here in San Jose, is really choose a kind of home run job at the next place because this is kind of going to save his career. Um, he has a lot of offers now, but he has to choose the right one because in San Jose, it may have been that he didn't choose the right choice, you know, and and that's what he's coming to realize, and that's why he probably looks so dead and everything because at the end of the day, he prepares them a lot week in, week out, and if the guys don't deliver on the field, then there's only so much he can do. You, no, you know, like oh, oh, over there in in San Jose, it, it made just does he just not fit in? Like here, uh, Nagamore's he's fitting in with the players and the the style that he is, and the the players just enjoy him and they listen to him and they they actually it feels like they're playing a lot better, even though most of the team's the same team from last season. So yeah, pers- personally, I always thought that you know this is somewhere where it's like. This is we're really looking in between the lines, but I always thought you know it's kind of hard to have a translator kind of hype up your team, right? It's something like I never really thought the American guys or the kind of the non-Spanish speaking guys really kind of bought into it because it's hard when he speaks a Spanish that it's just so philosophical and it's so like put your sand in the in the ounce of rocks and we're in this all together. It just doesn't translate the same way it would be if you're a native Spanish speaker. So I always felt like it was a bit out of place, at least with the roster, because there's still English-speaking guys that are very influential on this team. So it's just like, huh, it's, it's a little hard because I don't I haven't seen an MLS team go like fully there, right, where it's like a full-on different language from a coach. Um, I, not, not that I can think of there's anything like it, but it – a regular Spanish speaker can misinterpret what he's saying because the way he says it, and he's just so philosophical. And that's why we get all the rumors where it's like, oh, it must be nice to have Hector Herrera, you know, where, where I, I wrote, I translated his, his quote about Hector Herrera when I asked that. And um, it was just like, it blew up, man. ESPN picked it up. Everybody picked it up because word for word, yeah, that's what it means. And he could be saying, like, kind of like a side comment. like, oh, it must be nice to have I got like, Hector Herrera come in. Good for them, right? So in English, it just sounds way worse. But, hey, you know, he said it. 
we kind of blew it out of proportion, but he said it. So it's just like, all right, well, it, it's definitely, he gets misinterpreted a lot, a lot. I'm, I'm sure that's hard for the players. Definitely. I would say definitely. So on Saturday, what kind of attitude or what kind of game plan can we expect Almeida to, to put against us? How, do, how does San Jose Earthquake like to play or? Which players should we watch when they're attacking us? Yeah, so what they went out with last week was kind of like a, I would say like a, um, you know, like a, a four, a four, five, two, three, one. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, any way you want to put it, a four, four, two, three, one, um, where it's that's what they're probably gonna do. Um, I would keep an eye out for a player called Marcos Lopez. That's a player that I'm very high about. Um, he plays on the Peruvian national team, and he's he was he was a lock-in starter before this like little San Jose slump, and uh, I feel like he's one of the best left backs in the league, and that's some someone that we you, that Houston should keep their eye on. Um, he likes to go forward. Uh, Jeremy Bobasi finally got on the board. Um, it was like one game, or one one goal in like twenty games, so it was a big goal for him to get that penalty. Um, Christian Espinoza should be a lot better than he is, but he's kind of slumping. Uh, but yeah, I would say watch out for Marcos Lopez and, and Jeremy Bobasi. Well, you know, I have a, I have a player I like to ask about just because he yeah. was your super draft player, but how about Cine Buddha? Yeah, you know? so that, that's a guy that we were, like, not expecting to fall that far. And we're all all the Quakes fans are super hyped about Cine Buddha because he's a local kid out of Stanford, and it was just like, oh, man. We got the best off to me the best offensive talent out of the draft at seven, so we're definitely excited about him. And he came in last week, and he he definitely definitely showed it. Um, and Matias Almeida, what he wants from him is just to you know kind of make your mark on the game and express yourself, express your talent, and that's what he did. And he he changed the game completely. He helped us get get back from an O two kind of. It was looking like the same, you know, like O two defeat. We're not going to get anything, and then all of a sudden, boom. We got we got some life in, in there, and, and he did his job. So, uh, yeah, that's a player to watch out for the future, I would say, next two or three years. That's, that might be one of our kind of our, our solid players for the next upcoming kind of years. Well, coming from college and, you know, getting some playing time with the first team and, the, you know, hopefully the way y'all season started right now doesn't continue. But if it does, it, it may look for more playing time and more playing time and, yeah, as as Matias Almeida would say, he's like, I, w- I don't want to play him, but I'm forced to because I, I lost eight players and I only got three in, you know, so that's <laughs> that's what he would always say, you know, it's like, I don't want to play the youngsters. I don't want to play Cade Cowell or, or Buddha, but I have to. So if they do well, then then we, we, we do well. I listened to y'all's your presser la- or their presser last week, and you got a yeah. couple questions in with with Buddha and it, it's, you know, he. he he, he sounds like he's confident and yeah, Buddha's under, actually, Buddha's actually under, really a speaker. Um, the guys from Stanford, they go through a media training. That's like insane. Like they're great speakers. Well, when you say Stanford, we know, all right, you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, man, I was thinking like, Buddha, maybe you want to go back and finish, you know, like it's Stanford. <laughs> man. Like, yeah. So, so how's he fit in with the team and then the, the style of play? Because I know he said he's adjusting because I guess Stanford was obviously a different style, of, uh, different formation. So he's like adjusting to his position. But how's he fitting in with the team personally and uh, yeah. the style of play physically? So personally, um, we actually uh, signed his 
his teammate to a homegrown deal from Stanford because we thought we weren't going to get him. <laughs> so what? Oh, wow. So we we actually have his teammate on the team as well. His name is Will Richmond. And, um, yeah, he has someone to get along with very easily. But he also has someone that was there two years ago at Stanford that his name is Tanner Beeson. And, um, and he, he helps them get acclimated, and he's a Stanford guy as well. So we have a lot of Stanford guys that can help Oseni Buddha kind of get acclimated and, and, and ready in this team. But personally, he's fitting in pretty well. Um, I would say a lot of the guys now don't really speak Spanish. They speak English, their first language. So I would say the transition is a little easier than it was a couple of years ago. Oh, that's good. That's good. And the, the second part, like, so maybe not to compare him to another player, but maybe y'all do already since y'all know him and have him there in front of you, but how much potential does he have? Because he, he was a lot of hype in the in the, the Super Draft, and I was keeping an eye out for him just because I knew Houston was going to take a forward. Yeah. They had, they had their eyes on Thor, obviously, for a long time, so they were taking him no matter what. But, you know, the, where, where, where do you think he can really get to? You know what? I, I actually think he could play outside of MLS one day. I think he's the type of potential like attacking guy that he gets his feet wet, kind of like a Jack Harrison, gets his feet wet in MLS for a couple of years, you know, and, and goes out and, and plays a winger position in another league in Europe or like a French league or something like that. I can easily see him you know, using MLS as a stepping stone. Nice. That'd be a benefit to San Jose as well in the return. Yeah, and the super draft. I mean, that would that would mean a lot to the super draft. Like like a Buchanan, right? He could be like a Buchanan. I feel like he's he has the potential. And then he's protected with y'all being any generation Adidas too. Correct. Yeah. So that was like awesome. As well as um, the reason why we got him is because he had a, he he actually took up an international slot, and we had like six open. So we we were kind of aiming for those international slot draft picks. So we can kind of, you know, take the best talent at what they were at, you know, instead of worrying about the roster. And that's something the GM did very well, I think. That was something where I was like, all right, that's cool. Like, that's that's perfect, you know, take advantage of what you have at that moment, right? Right. Good deal. I hope he gets some more playing time because he, he looked pretty good in college. And, and and he looked pretty good when he came in and played your, his few minutes last game. So hopefully yeah, he gets yeah. some you know he probably will. I think he's actually on a depth chart, pretty pretty high up now. He put in some good performances for sure. Good, Fabian. Let me ask you. Uh, you you spoke earlier how the the owners of the team are playing or taking the money ball approach uh, with the team. Yeah. Uh, but y'all recently uh, opened up that new soccer complex, right? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, so the the Santa Clara kind of soccer complex is something that us fans have been waiting for years, years. And honestly, that's going to help us bring in a lot of, you know, talent. I mean, we're just catching up at this point, right? Because there's a, a lot of MLS teams that already have state-of-the-art complexes like Atlanta United or Columbus or uh, Minnesota. So it's just like it's we're finally catching up to the rest of the league, and it's something that us fans are really excited about. I mean, they're going to have everything under one umbrella finally. And they, and they were like practicing on one little small field near the stadium, but now it's going to be like a actual professional team. So we are truly excited and, and, and want to give big kudos to everybody that worked on that deal. Um, it's something that was needed for sure. Yeah. So it looks like it's 10, 10 total fields and you're, you're building it on an existing fairgrounds. It looks like, and yeah, 
exactly. you bring in your next pro and all academy for San Jose, all under one, like you said, one umbrella, yeah. one state of the art training facility. That's friggin' awesome. Cause you know, that's what Houston has right now is everybody's at the same complex. Well, Donovo, Donna Dose and Houston at the same place and they practice a hundred yards away from each other. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference because we always felt like the Quakes Academies are actually really strong. Like we had a Quakes Academy player just this last year trial for uh, Bayern Munich's U16s. So it's something where it's like, hey, man, they, like these academy guys are pretty good out of the North Northern California area because it's such a big area, right? We were worried about Sacramento Republic coming in because they were going to take a lot of the talent. Like I believe if Cade Cal, um, if Sacramento was in, Cade Cal wouldn't be ours. It would be more of a sacramento area so um it's a good thing that you know well not really a good thing but good thing for quakes the quakes organization that sac is not in the nearby area yeah so let me ask you let me ask you this go ahead osg no no you're good hit it up yeah i was gonna ask thinking about saturday we think we're gonna win this game yeah. What What is your score prediction? The Quakes are a better team on the road than at home. <laughs> I don't know why, but they are. So I think this could be the time where we finally get our win. Um, I feel like Houston is a great team. Uh, they may be overconfident. I think this may be a trap game for you guys. Um, but I feel I feel a little confident, especially seeing what I saw in the the, the like. In the Austin game, we had like 70 or close to 70% you know, possession. We were dominating that game. Cal, if Calvo makes you know, the, the goal, it, we, we would have won that game. Uh, but he kind of missed it and went over the bar. But it's – I feel like we – this is a different team than three three weeks ago. We're, we're going with the guys that should be in their positions. We're not trying anything. Um, I would say this is more of a Quakes team of last year with a little bit more attacking talent because we have Jamiro Montedo from Philly. Uh, so I, I just think I think this game could be an interesting one. I feel like if the Quakes snag a point, they'll be happy away from home. And if they, they can get the win, they'll definitely try because they still need to get that first win of the season. So they're going to be you know really hungry to get that first win if it's possible. Yeah, I know, I know it's been hard since you had – three three losses to start the season on the road and I, yeah. I feel like this is going to be a mirror game almost the thing about it is like we uh we never played in cold weather for like three years or two years so when we played in philadelphia it was like oh we're gonna lose this dude we're playing in cold weather you know like no way they're not accustomed to it at all and then um yeah the same thing happened with the other east coast game it's passing my mind right now actually but Red Bull. Yeah, no, Red Bulls was at home. That one was where Matias Almeida actually just got out coached completely. But um, Minnesota, that was another one that was like cold weather. They they don't play good in cold weather because they just haven't played in cold weather. Um, so yeah, but I feel like Houston is is more of a winnable game for us. That's for sure than the last couple of games. It's definitely going to be exciting and a and a tough one. I, I did looking at a bunch of y'all stats. Y'all are a very very possessive team but not making those creative chances. Has that been consistent yeah. or, or things have been improving, like you said? Yeah, that's exactly it. You, you hit the nail on the dot. Like basically the team is possessing, but they're not getting that final pass in. They're not getting the final work in. So that's what they're working on it. They're getting, they're working on getting more shots off. 
Uh, Jeremy Bobasi was, you know, work, they were get working and getting him more involved. He got that first goal in. So that was, you know, pretty, that was necessary for him and his confidence. But yeah, you, you hit it right on the dot. Like we're, we're possessing, a possessing team but if we you know we play with the ball too much we got to do more direct kind of passes in to get you know goals during the run of play you're gonna you're gonna get that from us too the the, the possession but they're gonna push up a little harder than yeah. it, it feels like y'all are going to i think i think we're gonna get a lot of the same kind of um the same game that we got last year i think the first game of the season I think it's going to be kind of like that again, where it was like an open game. It was two to two. Uh, Wando missed the kind of like a wide open shot for uh, the the win, but it's going to kind of come down to the neck, I feel, or come, come down to the kind of the last second. I, I'm I'm looking for that kind of game, a great game, three two Houston wins. I'll go home very happy. We'll actually won't yeah. go home. We'll have a very good Twitter space that night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think you're right in that this. Uh, could be a trap game like you called it for us. Uh, I like our coach. He has a lot of passion, Paulo. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I don't think he might be overconfident. I think on the contrary, I think this is more like, hey, we, we, these are the type of games we need to win. Type. Well, thing. hold on. We are the Houston Dynamo, so the the confidence isn't there yet. We are the two the last two years in a row being the last place. So we don't have confidence yet where we're, yeah, we're, we're, exactly. we're, we're just playing soccer right now. I think. Right. We got our first road win in forever last week. 500, <laughs> 585 days. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It is man. So when you said we're a good road team, I'm like, wow, <laughs> best of both worlds. <laughs> no, that, that just, that just means like we're a bad home team to be honest. No, no, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sucks <laughs> yeah i think how do you, you like guys, paypal park oh it's a great stadium man uh there i only have one thing about it i wish kind of i wish their capacity was a little more so we can you know really fill it in because the reason why it always looks empty is because people don't sit at their seat they go out to the bar the longest bar in north america and it's just like ah but the seats look so bad because you know they're all hanging out by the bar and having a good time but yeah, it's it, it it's a nice stadium. It's 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 our little home. You know, we're very proud of it. Um, it it's definitely different from the old old days. But uh, no, it's it's a it's a nice stadium. I feel like um, with a little you know love love and care over the next couple of years, it can be it can it can be a lot more too. No, good deal. Wanna ask OSG if you have any uh, last questions. So we can start wrapping this up. Oh, well, you know, I, I do kind of want to hear like your who who kind of it's, it's it's a mix, uh, but your ideal lineup. But at the same time, what what lineup are you expecting to see? And then yeah. I was going to give you our Houston one just so like any fans of y'all's that listen, this is the lineup that you're going to see from us at the same time. Yeah, um, I, I feel like we're going to see a very similar lineup that we saw versus uh, Austin. Um, where the lineup is J.C. Marcinkowski in the back. I think we're going to see Paul Marie or Tommy Thompson start at the right-back position, Tanner Beeson kind of at that right center-back position, and then Calvo at the left center-back position, um, Marcos Lopez as a left-back, and we might see Jackson Yule as a you know center attack, or sorry center-defending mid, and then John Gregus as well, Christian, es- uh, Christian Espinoza on the, on the right, 
and Hamiro Montero in the center as a you know cam, and then not Cade Cowell, but I, I feel like maybe maybe you know Buddha that starts or Cade Cowell, um, and then at up top we get Jeremy Bobasi. And if it's not if if Chopis Lopez is good to go and he's he's over his injury, uh, he's gonna be there instead of Cade Cowell, I believe. And then Christian Espinoza will switch over to the left, and Chopis will be on the right. Okay, good, interesting. So it looks like you know, I was looking at Footmob for the player ratings, and yeah, it looks like you're pretty strong on the left and working things out on the right. Yeah, you know, actually, I would say, I mean, Christian Espinoza, um, you know. He he should be our superstar, but if uh, we feel as Quakes fans, we feel like you know he kind of disappears sometimes, and when we need him the most, you know, like the Avatar. But um, he, he's he should be there. You know, he's on the left side or the right side. So um, the problem is, Chopis Lopez is a center attacking mid, and then um, you know, uh, so is Jamiro Montero. So it's it, we just need to go ahead and you know get everybody in their positions that they can. So we're we're gonna counter it with y'all with with Steve Clark, our new we we'll call him new old keeper, uh, <laughs> but but he's been performing pretty well and he's been holding it down for us and we're so happy to have him back there and he's 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 bringing it. Uh, starting with the back the the back four, we're gonna run a four two three one as well, or that's the style that they've been playing right now. It's supposed to be a four three three, but the two wingers are playing more coming back more than they're staying up so it's a four two three one and we're going to have Lundquist start on the left side who most likely will be our captain for this game depending on our center backs but we'll get our left back will be teenage Davey. we'll start at the left for sure and then our right center back is still up for question because the latest reports is uh, tim parker and Steres are both still nursing an injury and they're going to be a game day decision so it, it looks like we might get Ethan Bartlow for his second uh, Dynamo start in his career. And he's only played two professional games in his career, which he started for Dynamo Dynamo 2 in their first game. And then he, he, he got called up immediately to replace the, the injured guys. So, But he did pretty well. So we'll look for him to start unless one of the other two guys are ready to go. And then the, the right back, we're going to get Dorsey again most likely, who is a transitioned right forward playing right back because of the style of offense that Nagamore wants to play. And he's, he's been doing okay. Uh, we do have the Brazilian Zeca that the fans want to see a lot more of, but he's been Nagamore has been sticking with, with Dorsey. And I guess that's just what we, we don't know. But I guess it's Dorsey's been showing better in practice, but Zeca looks pretty good when he does get some playing time. Hmm. Uh, Center mids were our, our two defensive style was going to be Matias Vera, and then you're going to have Coco Karaskia starting in those two positions, and you will see Quintero starting in that cam position. So get ready for that and all kinds of trickery that's going to come out of that man. Starting left, will we Fafa up on the left, of course. They like playing inverted forwards, so Fafa always plays on the left. Then Seabass is going to start up top again. And then we're going to get Corey Baird starting on the right. But fans have been asking for Tyler Pasher to get the start. And Pasher's been playing in every game and saved the game against Colorado. But I think we're still going to see Corey Baird for now. But that's the lineup that Nagamore is going to come. And 
he's going to have possession. He's going to push the ball. So hope, hopefully we can share some of that possession with y'all and y'all don't hog the ball too much. <laughs> yeah. And we're most dangerous when Darwin has the ball. I mean, I, I know he's been scoring goals this year, but last year, unfortunately, the coach didn't play him that much. But when Darwin's involved, that's that's when the Dynamo is most dangerous. And I know our fans are eager for our new striker to score his first goal. So we'll be looking for that too, Sebas Ferreira out of Paraguay. Yeah. Hmm. If, if Sebas scores, the game's over. We win. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's gonna be too hyped, and they're gonna play off that emotion. So <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. I like to hear that players that play for each other. <laughs> and then I got one last question before we kind of try to wrap up. But how come you're not verified, man? What's Twitter I, doing? I know, right? I, I'm thinking the same thing. No, uh, once I get more articles with SB Nation in, um, I'm gonna try to do some more things with like exclusives. Um, I'll be, I'll be go. I can get verified. I think it, you, you have to get three. Um, you have to get three articles up on a established kind of verified um, location. So, yeah, once I get two more in, I definitely go ahead and do that. Dude, okay, that's awesome. All right, so you're verified then. Good. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> not yet, but kind of. <laughs> yeah, but you, you got everything going on out there, and, and your stuff's not hard to find. So it's, you know, that that's that's good too. E- easy access to find Fabian Wrinkle on all yeah. kinds of platforms. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man. So well, thank us, you for coming on, man. Yeah. Tell us, Fabian, before you head out, where where can they find you, man? Yeah, I mean, you can at me on Twitter uh, at Fabian Rankle. Um, it, that's yeah, pretty simple. But if you look up Fabian and soccer, you probably see my name. There's not too many of us Fabians. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. Uh, you could you can see on YouTube with Mate Soccer, or we have a Mate Soccer Instagram and a Mate Soccer uh, Twitter. So feel free to follow and keep updated with all my player interviews if you want to go ahead and do that. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much. I appreciate the time, and I'm looking forward to do it again in Spanish. Let's do it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, that's freaking awesome, man. And, uh, you know, we, we do play again in, in July, July 17th, it looks like. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can uh, do something again or yeah. maybe, maybe you set us up with, with somebody or – yeah. Or, we, no, we get it going and we replay, replay it. Yeah, no, I definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely would like to do something soon uh, with Titanic Takes. Uh, but I feel like I think they did it with another Houston uh, podcast because I was kind of moving, so they they moved on without me this week. So uh, we can definitely set something up next next time for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, I think it was Abel that was a uh, he he jumped on Houston Dynapod. Oh, the Abel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That was pretty cool, man. So we we're trying to get everybody out there and just everybody's having fun at the same time. And we're we're so appreciative of you. I was I was telling Herman how quick you replied back when I first reached out. And yeah, man, and, of course. Yeah, I'm still I'm still human, man. I'm not, I'm not anything special. <laughs> yeah, I just I, like I knew you how busy. I mean, I just well, we can see how busy you yeah. are. And this is like you just you end your answer back pretty quick. And it was just, it was just freaking you know awesome to and. You know everything you do is is pretty cool. Like I said, I'm I'm following you for sure. So I appreciate I'm that. Paying attention to everything you put out there. I appreciate that, and and I, I really I I really look forward to seeing what you guys have to do as well. And uh, thank you for the time. Yeah, I mean, what really kind of motivated me when when I started all of this was like, hey man, like I have a son coming on the way. So if if the time is now, the time is now to kind of get all this done. So that really put me into hyperdrive. But 
I need to make sure that because I'm in America now or in the States, I don't get too lazy. Right. You know, I have too much fun out here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I have a lot of, you know, if anybody wants to reach out to me and ask me a question, they can always do it on Twitter. I'm, I'm always on there and, and I'm more more. I would love to talk to people. No problem. That's pretty obvious, man. Thank you again. Yeah. Yeah, that is Fabian with a V, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My parents wanted to be special, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but we had a blast tonight, Fabian. Thank you so much for your time, bro. And it's nice getting to know a little bit more about San Jose and getting ready for our match this Saturday. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. And I look forward to the match. And, and I'll even text you guys probably during the match because, you know, it's going to be fun. So. Um, I'm super yeah. excited and um, can't wait. Again, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. And I uh, mean, I hope you have fun on Mundo now. Yeah, yeah, I will. I definitely will. I, I got to brush up on my Spanish. You know, too much konnichiwa and arigato. You know, I got to. <laughs> that's, nah, I'm that's, kidding. I speak that's, that's, that's right. Some, some Japanese might sneak out. Yeah, right. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> That's funny, man. Thanks again for the time, brother. Of course. No problem. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a face. Let them know. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in a face. Let them know. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Oh, yeah. So while well, it just popped in my head. So Portland and then Dallas, that's back to back weekends, right? Mm -hmm. We have a double header. I'm staying for Donovo Dose for both of them. Okay. Twitter space. You can do it at the stadium, no? Well, the game's going on? Yeah. What about the background noise? I don't know that there's going to be a lot of noise at a Dynadose game. It is a doubleheader at the same stadium. Well, I'm willing to bet not a lot of people are going to stay. Only okay. diehards like us. <laughs> okay, then I guess what we'll do is we'll try it out. Yeah, I hope I make it. Is it before or after the Dynamo game? It's after one hour. One hour after. Yeah, ain't people staying for that, bro? Kidding me? Shit. There's a lot of people that've been going to the Dynadose games, and now it's going to be at PNC. The whole supporter section is going to stay. The supporter section is the only people that will stay, dude. I don't know. Just. It depends. 